Oh, all right. All right. I'm usually used to hearing music behind me, but it's good. It's good. We rock and we roll and it's Friday. You already know the vibes. True School TV on your webcast streaming platforms, all the things, trueschool.com for all your Bay Area hip-hop events, trueschooltv.com for all your Bay Area as well as internet hip-hop content, whether it's a podcast, music video, interview, or whatnot. We are the non-one-stop shop for all of those things. Word. Shout out to Youth Radio or YR Media, as I, as I GPSed it in my phone today. I couldn't find Youth Radio. Why so is this not working? YR Media. Um, shout out to YR Media for having us. Shout out to AllDayPlay.fm. You already know the vibes. Ren the Vinyl Archaeologist. Unlearn the World. Dreamville Steph. We are in the building. It's been a couple of weeks. And Ren's trying to get his uh, DJing situation straight. Word, what's up? I don't know. We were having music. I was freestyling. It was a thing. It was a vibe. (laughs) And now we've lost momentum. Yeah. But let's just do check-in. Let's just check in. How's everyone feeling? Good, good. Right? How is is everybody's energy level? Are we good? We feeling all right? It's a Friday. Mm -hmm. People got paid. People paid rent on time. These are are important questions. Did you eat today? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like these are these are important questions. How are you feeling? Did you pay your rent? Did you eat today? Cuz sometimes not you you you're not going to get a yes in both of those instances. You know what I mean? So it's important to like recognize that if you did eat today and you paid your rent, you're in good shape. Especially no in the Bay Area. I don't think I've done either. Holy shit. Okay, we need to talk about you. We need to like help you out. This is going to become a telethon for um Dreamville stuff. Cause you're 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 a college student, so it stands to reason that one of those things is going to be severely neglected. I, I just you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I finally met your boyfriend, your partner, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what labels you young kids are doing. You know, <laughs> my mutual agreed intimacy individual. Yeah, exactly. Into we we're, we're co-intimate. Like it's. Just <laughs> Whatever work, woke term y'all want to create nowadays. Um, so what's going dude? on with you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in good spirits. A lot of things is happening. The wheels are in motion, like that Seinfeld episode that you may or may not be familiar with. Um, you know, I'm I'm good. Things- so what's what's tell us tell us about this this? Did you get signed? Ah, what does okay. that so mean? No, let's, yeah, yeah, let's address that. Um, so no, I I signed a distribution deal. Okay. But unlike most independent artists who who are in distribution deals with a distro kid or a TuneCore, I am with a distributor that provides services in the same way that a record label provides services. Meaning that in order for you to be accepted by this distributor, you have to submit. They have to like your music, they have to like your trajectory, and mm-hmm. then they have to accept you as one of their artists, mm-hmm. right? So Symphonic Distribution, I sent my music to them, I sent them all of my assets, everything, and they reviewed it, and um, yeah, they they agreed to, to distribute not only my next project, which is coming in, in March, Light Years, um, be aware of that, but they have also chosen to load or I have opted rather to give them the right to distribute the, my entire catalog that's already on the web. So my album Universes that I dropped in 2018, the album before that I Saint I Center I Self that I dropped in 2017 will now be redistributed through Symphonic um, which means additional support for those previous projects as well as my upcoming project playlist uh, you know um, 
submissions distribution internationally you know uh, they're giving you some you, money what? yeah youtube distribution uh just more support okay. you know what i'm saying like in in, in exchange for percentage mm -hmm. they you know we're a partner so they help with marketing and all the things that i need as an independent artist at this level okay. right which all too often is what we, we we don't have as independent artists we we sign our rights or we give our content to distro kid and TuneCore, and we get no support we're literally paying 30 40 dollars a year for just the the right and the privilege to upload music to these platforms mm -hmm. right but we're not getting any support nobody's giving us a look even with major distributors who you have to actually pay money to to get any level of support because you think that they're going to help you. They don't. You know what I'm saying? It's really on you and, and your own funding and whatever Well, I mean, the case that's is. not much money to... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not, yes, it's, it's not about the bag per se in yeah. this instance. It's, it's about creating a partnership that's mutually beneficial where in exchange for me providing my content to you to distribute, which I think is valuable, you are also recognizing that value and having curated that and you're lending marketing support in the way that an independent artist needs, right? Not every independent artist is a marketing genius or a social media genius, right? They just want to create art and put it out there for uh, for a specific audience to consume. Mm -hmm. So in this instance, you know, the, the deal that I have with the partnership that I have in place is going to allow for my music to be heard on a higher level, which is necessary at this juncture of my career. Like, wow. you know what I'm saying? I've been dropping albums and mixtapes for the last 20 years. Uh, my last project was the most successful project I had, so I want to keep that momentum going. I want to mm -hmm. keep that trajectory going into 2020, releasing several different projects this year, whether it's mine or other artists that I'm working with, and making sure that we're getting the visibility that we need, especially at this juncture, considering that I do, you know, a very unique thing. I do hip-hop education. I do hip-hop in general. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably not nicer than most rappers who rap full-time oh we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna Arguably, have to do our freestyle you know what i'm saying we, we, I'm, I'm with the shits today i feel like fucking rapping i've freestyled like three Let's times today and i it. never do that um so i'm i'm on my hype but um yeah so I'm, I'm really i'm really excited about this uh situation they seem very welcoming and you know i've already like got became fr facebook friends with the ceo okay. and you know like they're, they're, they're like giving me like that the, the welcome feel uh -huh. you know it gives me like inspiration i feel like i got the new artist glow out here in these streets okay you know um you know i'm lining up a lot of massive massive shows or like really good shows i won't say massive let me not cap like that but um yeah some really like good where? shows um well i'll tell it i'll tell it i'll tell it um so the the fashion and jay stone show that's gonna happen at cornerstone march uh 6th no, March 27th, if I'm not mistaken. March 27th, I will be performing with Fashwan and Fashion. Jay Stone. Fashwan, right? Fashwan. Fashwan. <laughs> it's not Wasn't fashion. it mis misspelled Fashion. on the... No, no, you're right. You're, you're 100% right. Um, Fashwan and Jay Stone. Fashwan, for those who don't know, is signed by Nas's Mass Appeal Records. Yep. He's been putting it down for a, a while. You know what I'm saying? Originally from Fresno. Dope MC. Um, Jay Stone is affiliated with Nipsey Hussle. I think he's one of uh, the artists that Nipsey Hussle signed before his passing. Okay. So they've linked together to do a tour. Um, I will be tour support for their Cornerstone show in Berkeley Friday, March 27th. Really excited about that. Um, but then here's the announcement. We haven't even like put it all together, but I will be opening up for Goody Mob at the New Parish. Oh, nice. May 3rd. It's a Sunday. So mark your calendars for that. If you don't know, now you know. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, just a bunch of other situations. I'm doing a performance at the, the Young Museum for their closing of the Soul of a Nation. Um, Dope. 
Soul of a Nation exhibit that they've been doing. Shout out to the De Young Museum. And I'm just all over the place. I'm going to El Salvador at the end of this month doing hip-hop education work down there. Oh. Just had a crazy conference call with the United States Embassy down there and what their expectations are, what we're bringing to the table. Um, I'm just really excited about it because oh, like, yeah. I was kind of intimidated. But I think you need to put your space in it. I think as, as an individual who works as, 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 as we all do, Sometimes you need to put yourself in a space of discomfort and challenge uh -huh. to accelerate and to get to that higher level that you're looking for, right? So I think that this was the inappropriate opportunity for me to do that. I was, you know, be honest with you, I was a little bit intimidated because I'm, I'm, I'm leading a team of four people and then leading a team of six people in two different trips. And we have to facilitate like full days of programming and education work and training and rehearsal and all of that. But slowly but surely, it started to becoming, it's starting to come to me and make sense. So like I'm just kind of like letting my mind relax and letting the ideas flow like the salmon of Capistrana swimming in the river. <laughs> you, you got this. I mean? Yeah. You got this. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Uh what's good with you, bro? What, what you been up to? Just keeping busy, you know, DJing. DJing, filming, fun. promoting events. All the things. There we go. You know. All you that know. good stuff. Yeah, you got the layover. What else? What else what else you got going on? Uh, Hello Stranger. Uh, I, I just did Hello Stranger yeah. last night. You know what I'm saying? That's your era. old school golden era, yeah. It was dope actually. Um, Good turnout. I, I had a uh, it was a pretty decent turnout. Yeah. Um we had uh, DJ Audio One who's a uh, who, who's like a long-time DJ out here in the Bay and Okay. He killed it. Nice. He killed it. He was he was doing samples. He was doing all types of, you know, dope, dope stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out to all the DJs out there, you know what I'm saying? Um let's get into some of these topics. Hot topic. Well, let's get into some music. Okay, let's do that. Let's, you got you got a mix. You got what, what, what we got going on? What's in your you know, Serato lately? You know, this, this is actually crapping out right now, but let, let's go into like a video. Let's do okay. like the Diamond D. Diamond D. Diamond D recruits Raekwon, Fat Joe. Oh, I did hear this record. More. This record is actually dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is really dope. Shout out to Diamond D, Digging in the Crates crew. This is Diamond D, Survivor Die, featuring a whole lot of dope New York rappers, period. Whoa. TrueSchool.com, TrueSchoolTV.com for all your web content. And we'll have the audio for you shortly. It's coming from the song. Oh, word? Okay. <laughs> T-shirt just for Cubans on, Louboutins, brown skin, mommy screaming, you the dawn. Door swing different on a coop. I come a long way from just sitting on a stoop. Versace yeah. frames, I can see it all, paint a picture. Michelangelo, paint dripping on the scriptures. And this is just a Sunday whip. Pull out the Range Rover for my Monday trips. And my, that's just brainwash on the wall. Late night sports center showing us on the floor. Class with a tutor. Now I'm trying to cop an S class pseudo. <laughs> See the ice in his chain there, cool off. Yeah, I'll show your ass and make it rain there, Rudolph. South by Southwest with Louis Luggage. My behind the scenes can make a movie of it. New Yukon XL, the groupies love it. I do it big, interior got the coochie colors. 
could roll with me, just gotta be paid. Your wife, she could go with me, just gotta be hey. Now, man, he a hater, stay throwing me shade. The Versace retailer, stay throwing me shades. Cause my gift, they light the candle like it's Hanukkah. I think their name was Candy and Veronica. Now they arguing like Brandy and Monica. I can't see like Stevie with the harmonica. You see me in that party, how my wrist shine. Word the party, y'all, you know I get fly. Diamond D on the beat with Joe and Ray Kwan. And Frederico from the day on. Chopping up rocks, cutting hair, buying gear, flying weird to the luxury parts in France. France. Nigga, pull up your pants. They see the jury on us, they trans. In the bags, it's like the Scarface movie. Ten niggas walked in the bank, red bottoms on in the coogee. Buffalo soldiers with bread, wheel of big nose Benzies. Stop in front of Jimmy's with the Timmy's. A few years later, all in gators we paid. Bank accounts look like think accounts. The wave is the shit. Something that my mama said, karma is real deal. Either you get on or get killed. Salute the East Pop, welcome to the state. The Bronx put us on. Yeah, from digging in the crates, pay your homage. Stay in drama, collect the llama, smoking good boy. Pulling dawns out in Farragamos. We the shit, read the shit. Couple legends that live good. Blow your ass up if you flake, it's just a message. Grown and reckless, still humble, love the jungle. Yeah, die for the snack. There you go, you know the vibes, trueschooltv.com. That was brand new, Survivor Die, Diamond D, Fred the Godson, Fat Joe, Raekwon. That's, that's, a record Fire. like that is why I fell in love with hip-hop, period, Word. point blank. Like, that was, like, it was that kind of music, that kind of vibe, late 90s, or actually early 90s, mid 90s kind of shit, like, you know, just raw, you know, just vibe. Like, it's a, it was, it was a vibe. And, like, and... I want to make this point of distinction. I want to make this point of clarification, right? Not every golden era artist was actually dope. Let's let's just okay. be clear about that. <laughs> Are you going to name names? Yeah, not every golden era MC was very lyrical, right? A lot of people were just vibes. In the same way that we talk about it now, where you have artists like Travis Scott who don't really say much. You have other artists who don't really say much, but you enjoy their music because it's a bop. Right, there were all there were artists back in the days. Like who? That was the, that was the same. Remember that song when the East is in the house? Oh my God, danger! You don't remember that? Uh huh. That who's, was a uh, who's that? Forget who? Oh, forget the dude's name. He's like you know, um, uh, who's another? Who's another? <laughs> Five Dog. Five Dog was a vibe. He wasn't necessarily the most lyrical. He was a vibe. Uh -huh. And whenever he said something really dope and witty, we really appreciated it. Word. But he was more or less a vibe. Proswell from the Fugees was a vibe. He wasn't a dope MC. Uh -huh. Right? You know, I mean, you know, I don't want to like, every <laughs> taste is subjective. And I'm trying to play safe. I'll admit that. But I'm, I'm saying like, there were certain artists in the 90s that we recognize or that we appreciate, uh -huh. but I, I, would go, I wouldn't go as far as to say, oh my God, they were a legend. It was like, no, they were a vibe. They weren't that crazy. They weren't like, you know. Um, but then there were others who were fucking amazing. 
you know, but not everything golden era was dope. Not everything golden era was so woke and lyrical miracle. It was just like a different. It was just more diverse. It was, yeah, it was just more diverse. The the production was different. It was more rooted more in the, like, funky. the original. Yeah, it was more rooted in the original principles and and things of hip hop. You know, um, so, funk based. Yeah, jazz based. But I, I always get into these conversations about like, just music was so much better back then. Like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> like you had whoop, there it is, right? True. You had whoop, there it is. Like what True. the like, you know what I'm saying? All those like jock jams, like you jock. know, like <laughs> you know, like you had that in the '90s, in the midst of like Nas and Tupac, you had whoop, there it is, oh, and a bunch man. of other funky ass weird shit, uh-huh. you know. So right, you know, right. that's just a point of clarification. Um, we don't need to get into it anymore. Uh, let's get into some topics though. We have a lot of things. Speaking of like real hip hop. There's a Coogee rap documentary in the works. I'm really excited about that. Word. Shout out to my man Domingo, who works a lot with Coogee rap. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like the homies. Um, and I would love to see that. I would love to see. I would love to see more documentaries from that era. Yeah. Speaking of documentaries, Coogee rap is one of those like you know like very slept. I think on. people know his name more than they know his music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody will shout out Coogee rap. Like you know, even some of the younger artists will shout out a Coogee rap record, and they probably do know it, but not everybody knows Coogee rap unless you're like a head. Like if you're a hip hop head, then you know Coogee yeah, rap. Yeah, but if you know, you know what I'm saying? yeah, like, if you know Nas, you know that Coogee rap was one of the, yeah, his exactly influences. one of his main influences. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, um, I didn't get put on the Coogee rap until the album Four Five Six with Fast Life. Oh, word? Nas. I was like my first real Coogee rap like experience. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? And then when when Big Pun came out, I thought he sounded like Coogee rap. The first record uh-huh, I heard from uh-huh, Big Pun, uh-huh. I was like, yo, is this a Coogee rap record? And it was and it was Big Pun. And I was like, holy shit. But um, he also, like, um, some of his albums, like, let me see, which one, was, was, which one was the, the yeah, most Yeah, the DJ Polo thing? stuff uh, that he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, DJ no, Polo, I mean, I went yeah, back yeah, after uh-huh, the fact and uh-huh. listened and appreciated. But, like, my first exposure was from Nas and me loving everything that Nas did. He yeah. did a record called Fast Life with Coogee Rap that exposed me to, like, the genius that Coogee Rap was in terms mm-hmm. of wordplay, street shit, all of those good things that people love about New York MCs. He embodied, so I'm glad he's getting his flowers. Yeah, once a dead or alive is probably like yeah, all the way through just spitting exactly. bars and hit. one of them like early kind of mm-hmm. gangster rappers for sure. You know, and I'm for glad New York. he's getting his yeah. I'm I'm glad he's getting his flowers, uh, so to speak. Yeah, because he's up there with Rock Him. Yes, Big Daddy well Kane, Big Rock Daddy Kane. Kane. Like I mean, those rap. are those are all Nas's like yeah, those are right totally Nas influencers. Um, that like, late eighties, yeah, like late eighties cadence. cadence of New York gritty street shit with like woke bars in the middle and sprinkled in between and just entertaining um, real MC shit. So shout out to Coogee Rap. Uh, what else? As, speaking of documentaries, have you seen Who Killed Malcolm X on Netflix yet? Make it your business. I haven't. Make it your business. Okay. Make it, stop playing with me. All right. Stop playing with me. All right. Make it your business. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna unpack it all the way right now because we got shit to cover. All right. But, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like, it was comp- amazingly well done. Okay. A lot of that information, just because of my uh, my affinity for Malcolm X and my love and reverence for him, I knew a lot of that information already. Having grown up in New York, literally blocks away from the Autobahn ballroom where he was assassinated. Like, I knew a lot of it. Um, I was surprised that how much Spike Lee actually got right. Where I think a lot of people, in terms of, so for those who don't know, Spike Lee did the movie with Malcolm X, the biopic uh-huh. with Denzel Washington. Right. There has been historic criticism about like some of the inaccuracies 
mm. as to his death and the implications on who killed Malcolm X okay. from that movie okay. and the narrative of Malcolm X in general, specifically from that movie, which seemed like a source of reference for most people in my generation, mm -hmm. right? Rather than the autobiography. But with that said, this documentary gets into in, in real nuanced, gritty detail about a lot of different things. And I was very surprised and, and, and refreshed to know that a lot of the things that uh, Spike Lee depicted in the film were really based in fact. That may not have been aware, or the public may not have been aware of a lot of these uh, if, in, this information, but it seemed like a lot of that information informed the way that he directed the film. So I'm really happy about that. Great documentary. Make sure you make it your business to okay. check it, or any documentary featuring a black I mean, person. It is, it is, it is Black, black History, History Month. Month. So you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just make it a point to you know get woke on certain things. Um, Jay Electronica's debut album to feature a large amount of Jay Z. So I've been hearing about this. I've been hearing the criticisms. I've been hearing a lot of different things. What's the criticism? Criticism is that you've waited. It's taken too long. <laughs> it's way, number one, it's taken way too long. That's uh -huh. number one. That's the number He's one criticism. He's an artist. Number two, it's taken too long considering the, 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 the level we put J. Electronica on. He is on right? another in terms plane. Of like, but not only, but, but in terms of like He's top, a poet. He's a top tier MC who does not have a album to refer to. Word. Right? Which is the criticism in terms of putting him in that top tier MC category. Uh -huh. You don't have an album to refer to. You can't Word. talk to, you know what I'm saying? So that becomes an issue. You can't put him in those greatest of all time conversations if you've never put out an album. But not now... Not necessarily. I mean, he's been on so many different people's yes, albums and features yes, Every time he doesn't have a comprehensive body of his work, body of work on his own. So you can't have those conversations if there's nothing to refer to. I, mean, I, can't, I can't compare Ready to Die with Exhibit C. That's not a fair comparison. You can't compare Illmatic to, you know, um, uh, Better in Tune with the Infinite. It's it, it's one song versus a body of work that provides an experience. This mm -hmm. is not to say that Jay Electronica songs don't provide an experience. He actually has the Style Wars. Uh, mixtape that like was crazy he had one song that was like five minutes long that served as an ep in and of itself so he has a body of work there mm -hmm. but he doesn't have a body of work post like his profile being right. raised as an right. artist so that's been the main criticism of jay electronica throughout like the last 10 years since the release of exhibit c mm -hmm. right which is like in the pantheon of like greatest hip-hop songs of all time it's up there like top mm -hmm. maybe 20. But he's, he's got fans though he does I, I'm, I'm I'm one of them I'm number one <laughs> fucking fan I'm like I know every word every line all okay. of the shit so the criticism yeah, it was dope though, when we saw that, him uh, yeah exactly was, and he's just friendly as fuck yep. you know what I'm saying like you know one of the only artists I've ever met or encountered or seen perform live where I had some sort of semi-spiritual experience watching like it was just something like everything he talked about was in my brain I think about it often and it was just like to have it reflected in, in somebody's music was Transcended for me um, And just the fact That he's a cool dude That and he's cool as fuck Just a fucking Cool dude Married to a Fucking Rothschild <laughs> Signed to Rock Nation Has Jay-Z on the text And they'll still kick it And smoke a blunt with you And just vibe Fucking ba His baby mom's Is Eric Badu Like Who are you Who are you Yo Like Who are you Like Jay-Z only comes out With a verse Maybe twice Once every two Three years To do a feature and he has like five songs with Jay-Z on his debut album, which goes back to the whole knock, right? Here you are kind of almost cheating. <laughs> che Yo. You're cheating. Your debut album has five Jay-Z features? Are you fucking kidding me? If you got it like that. I mean, that's just up? kind of like, come who, on, who, man. Who can do that, though? Right. Who better? 
who better? I, I, I love, I mean, every single one of their collaborations I love. Um, you know, so I'm very excited to hear about it. I'm, oh, fuck, he's releasing it on March 18th. I was going to release my album on like March 20th. All right, well. It doesn't matter. No, actually, no, it does. It actually helps me. Like, people are in that mood of hearing some dope okay. shit. Work. So, you know Work. what I mean? Like, some real hip hop shit. So, all right. All right, I see you, Jay Electronica. Um, yeah, I'm re- I can't say enough about this. I'm really excited about it. Uh, what else do we got going on? So, yeah, let's get into this Snoop Dogg versus Gale. You know what I'm saying? So for those who don't know, Snoop Dogg really clapped back at Gail. Uh, what's her last name? Gail. God. Gail King. Gail King. Gail King, who is a CBS anchor as well as best friend to Oprah, um, was criticized for having a conversation in an interview with WNBA star Lisa Leslie, where she brings up Kobe Bryant and his rape allegations. Just like seemingly out of the blue, seemingly mm-hmm. unwarranted, uh-huh. and it was just—it just seemed bad time, and it just smacked of like, I mean, clickbait kind of. People journalism. have been talking about it on the internet, you know? Yeah, what I mean? you know what I'm saying. Just throwing but it's that of, out there. It, but it's one of those things where it's like, it, was that the most appropriate time, considering how how esteemed Gail King is and and who her, she's affiliated with? Was that the most appropriate time and in the most appropriate place to bring that that allegation up? Word. To which Snoop Dogg responded in very disrespectful way, um, you know what I'm saying? Calling her the B word and like really just you know. So he got backlash for that. Um, and then he then, you know, apologized um, and admits that he was wrong for lashing out. And, you know, you know, it uh, it seems that Gail's getting death threats for the conversation. Oh, and, word. You know, I don't like to downplay the the idea of death threats because you never know. People are whack jobs. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I'm saying? But at the same token, people are whack jobs, meaning that they're not going, like, they, they'll say it, but they're not going to do it. There's a lot of things that people type on a fucking keyboard that they're not going to be prone to do in real life, but you never know. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think she should be getting death threats because of this. You know what I'm saying? I just It just goes to show just sensationalism and the danger of it. Well, it seems like there's, there's just two camps. <laughs> the people who believe in the rape charge and the people who don't. Well, there's, no, I don't think that, <laughs> but see, I would submit and argue that those are not equal camps. Uh-huh. I would say that the gross majority of people, for whatever reason, um, side with Kobe Bryant and support Kobe Bryant uh-huh. through that, where there is a very loud minority that actually, you know, does think he did it, doesn't like the way that it was played out, doesn't mm-hmm. like, the, you know, the settlement or whatever the case was. And, you know, for those who don't know, you know, the, it did go to trial or I think the trial was a mistrial or the case fell because she didn't want to testify. Right. And then they settled out of court for whatever. Um, You know, but with that said, I'm not here to like go back and revisit the entire issue, but it just, what we're specifically analyzing here is her choice of asking that question in a, in a, relatively unrelated circumstance and Snoop Dogg's subsequent response to that, which was unfortunate. Well, at least he apologized, right? Yeah, at least he apologized, and that, that was important. You know what I'm saying? Um, speaking of reconciling beefs, E-40 had a beef with Richie Rich. Now, I don't really know what the issue was. I thought it I thought it stemmed, me being completely ignorant of Bay Area hip-hop culture, I thought it stemmed from like an older beef. 
that they always had. Mm. It seemed, you know what I'm saying? Because the way people put so much on it, like, oh, these two men finally coming together to, I'm like, oh, this must be like an old ass beef that they're finally like deciding to squash. And it was, no, based on what you're telling me, it was over a fucking Super Bowl issue. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, Richie Rich said something about the 49ers or something. Yeah. 40 took it disrespectfully. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, you know, it's it's Bay Area. But they stuff, got but together. Snoop Dogg actually intervened in that, and you know, put something on Instagram, you know, telling them to just chill. Be, yeah, chill. Just fucking relax. Just squash the beef. It's the like Super Bowl. Men. And, Calm and the fuck they, down. And so they got together, and and you know, they squashed the beef. Good. Yeah. It's you know what I'm saying? Good. It's grown man shit. Like, you guys are both over 45. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, what are you gonna do? Fight? Right. We, we gotta fight You know what I'm saying at what, at what age do you stop Like wanting to fight somebody Wanting to physically uh, fight somebody I don't know A couple years ago I almost fought somebody In a brouhaha Yeah <laughs> Red was in a brouhaha So I mean Oh man You know It, it doesn't stop When people disrespect you Especially right, at, right. Especially okay. when You know You get to a certain age You're like Yeah Allow me to rephrase the question. It's not because I don't think you ever stop. Like I want to punch a motherfucker every day. So I don't think you stop wanting to fight somebody. At what age do you recognize that doing so will cause more problems in your life than good? I feel like 30. 30? 30. Okay. I mean, once you once you start having kids, I think it's, it's it. kind of, it kind of changes that's things. It. You know I think mean? that that really you changes. You have to think twice about punching no, somebody I, in the I, face, know, getting sued, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going to jail. You know, all you of don't that wanna, stuff. Or having you know a family. I, mean? I would, I would, I would. The nuance is having a family, having children that you take care of, having a wife or a girlfriend. Like when you have shit to lose, I think is the main thing. Mm-hmm. I think at a certain point when you have shit to lose, like I'm gonna punch this dude in his face. He's a sucker, so he's probably gonna press charges. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh, that, these uh-huh. are the thoughts that go Word. through my head. Like, That's what you like, have. Is to... it? Is it? If it's a if it's a real like if it's a real stand up dude, you're gonna scrap it out. You may take a loss because uh-huh. they're they're not ashamed to uh-huh. fight. Like you aren't ashamed to fight. But if it's a dude who's just like antagonizing and you just pop off, yeah. they're more inclined to press charges. And then that's right. a felony. Like, right. You know, it could be. Yeah. I mean, I got heavy hands. I box. So yeah. like you know. What I'm saying it's a felony assault like they're not gonna oh you, it's not a misdemeanor you're going to jail what about a backhand slap Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, i don't or, or just a spit in the face no spit in the face is really disrespectful i was i was listening no i was listening to a podcast is that assault 30 they had this 30 minute conversation about how disrespectful it is to spit in somebody's yeah, face yeah no doubt right like it's just like that that to me is like i don't give a, I, sirens go off in my head like it uh-huh. ends up becoming a scene in scarface somebody ever fixes their face to spit at me yeah. it's just not even an issue it's just gross like it's just gross but like you know um but i yeah, remember i remember a story my wife was telling me about how she was uh she was in the mission and they accidentally blocked this dude's driveway and whatnot yeah and um and he was like and he was calling all calling them all the b word and this and that and she just like spit right in his face. yeah <laughs> Yeah, and he didn't even know what to do <laughs> because you're ready. You, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta be ready <laughs> for it. You gotta be she ready. Like, yeah, if you spit in somebody's face, <laughs> you better be you better fight better than Mayweather. <laughs> you got it. Like, if if somebody fixes their face to spit at me, they I know they have to have hands. I know that they're ready for that consequence. Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. But anyway, let's move. Shout on. out to everybody who's mature enough to squash their beefs and not come to fisticuffs and brouhaha's. Um. So let so so I was just telling you I was I was just asking you if you knew Tony Basil. 
and you yeah, tell and me. Yeah, and I, my reply was that and I, you, I, you I, didn't I know about it. So let's, that let's, gentleman. Let's, let's open that link because you're okay. uh, you're a hip hop educator. You should know some of this history. Okay, <laughs> so he's, he's gonna put me on. He's teaching the teacher, ladies Yo, and gentlemen. You were like. I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, I, it, Tony it, Basil it, it, is, it's is a woman, a, so I misgendered her. My apologies. Um, I didn't know. Also known for the the, the '80s song Mickey. Oh, hey, Mickey! Mickey oh shit! Okay, now I try. Yeah, I'm familiar. But, I didn't but, know her but name. The, but the history is, she's like a, a, a dancer. She's uh, you know like uh, choreographed all types of stuff. She's worked with Elvis Presley. She's been in the scene for a minute. But the 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 interesting part about her is she used to be part of the lockers. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, like, yo, get to the hip-hop part of it. Yeah, the hip-hop part of it is she used to be part of the lockers. Okay. With Shabadoo, with Rerun, uh, who was also uh, known as Penguin. Um, and um, she was on Soul Train with the lockers. That's dope. She, That's dope. You know. Now, is Don Campbell, who was the one who introduced Michael Jackson to the moonwalk? Was it Don Campbell? Uh, I think, uh, I don't think so. I think it was this other dude, uh, Latino dude, uh, what's his name? Moon Cricket knows him. I, I remember him posting, posting something about him. Shout out to Moon Cricket as well. That's a local B-boy, Zulu Nation member, cinematographer, photographer, roller skater. Like He does all types of shit. B-boy documentarian. He he's has a... Um, I mean, a, he's been a, working on the same documentary for like 10 years. Yeah, it's he's just intense. trying to get funding for it so that like people can... Can we fund so him, can, yo? Can yeah, for real. techies out here I've seen it. it's fund dope. some fucking culture? It's a dope-ass And stop going to your top 40 bullshit clubs and fucking go to a hip-hop show all right um that's so why. yeah Ro- jeffrey daniel jeffrey daniel is the one who is uh, oh, slated to have taught michael jackson the moonwalk he oh, okay. was part of an r&b group uh by the name of shalimar but was also a pop in a locker a contemporary of shabadoo and all these other ones oh i didn't um, know that in the la music dance scene and, and shalimar uh, one of their uh members was mickey day i don't know was i don't know why are we playing trivia? Yeah, what are you doing to me? Come on, you, you know all this uh, hip hop history. This is, is not. Factual. First of all, it's Shalimar. It's R and B. It's not hip hop. Let's just get, <laughs> okay. let's get that out the all way. Right, all right, all right. So who are we talking about? Who am I missing? Jody Watley. Jody Watley. Fun fact. Was in oh, fun shit. facts. Jody okay. Watley. Mickey came. Free is who I'm talking about. Not Mickey Day. Mickey Free is in Shalimar. Mickey Free was in Shalimar. Jeffrey Daniel, and who'd you just say? Jody Watley. Jody Watley. Yeah, she came yeah. out. Of I remember Hasta La Vista, baby. It was in that song. I forgot. What, uh, yeah, so, we're old. We're fucking. I thought old. that was Janet Jackson. No, no, that's Jody Watley. That's that's a Jody Watley. <laughs> I know that for a fact because I'm old. Um, 80s baby. But yeah, you know let, I mean? let, let's let's go into that clip. Okay, what's that, the clip here? Hold on. The one with with her interviewing the lockers because it's really interesting. Okay. Um. Damn it! I just heard it. Why does that happen to me? Why? Why? Okay, so yeah, all right. Oh no, not the E41. Tony Basil. Okay, so she's interviewing. Where, where, he's, it's like five video links. I in know. This page. Which one? It's the second one. Second one. There we go. Okay, let's get into it. Is it playing? Oh, okay. 
She's killing it though. No, she is. She's legit killing it. She's but like this is 80 years old. She's not 80 years old. <laughs> so let's cut it out. Randy and the Motor Song? No. Wait, what? Fam. What video? This one, yeah. Okay. Alright, well, let's go into this video. There we go. Is that rerun? Yes, it is. Hi, guys. <laughs> well, I knew I was going to be a dancer when I grew up. What about you, Peng? Yeah, I kind of knew the same thing. My mother used to make me dance for her friends, and uh, I that's really how I got started. What about you, Shabadu? Well, I, I started dancing just in Chicago at high school functions. And, uh, you heard recognize Shabadoo? Everything just blew my mind. <laughs> Ozone. Shabadoo joined us in a dance group called The Lockers. I think we had one job, and then you joined us, because mm. you caught on to the dance so fast. But, you know, Penguin was probably in really learnt locking before me. I mean, he was in the early, early stages of locking. What did the beginning of locking look like? <laughs> we <laughs> stick moves, you know, moves like, uh, uh, this was the lock. All the joints were locked up, right, and point, point. And then we did stuff like hat and ball. We catch things in our hat, jump up, turn the hat around, stuff like that, you know, and jerk. Everything was real jerky, you know? I love every moment of this. I know, isn't it dope? Yeah. Is this Soul Train or what? what is this? I remember those weird hats. So silly. Well, the Lockers danced His hair, in the though. 70s. Spaz, you came along kind of when punk and new wave started happening. Yeah. What? You're most famous for the flip. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? My father used to watch wrestling all the time, and I would see them throw these guys around. I would just mime wrestling myself. And is that how spazzing happened? No, that happened in 77 uh -huh. in the punk clubs, when pogoing was real popular in England. A and you turned it into what? I mean... I... Well, pogoing was just more like, you know, jump straight up and down. And I just started doing that. Uh -huh. And everyone said, what is that? You know, so uh -huh. I made up my... Uh -huh. It was just my own style of, uh... You know what? <laughs> <laughs> His own style yeah. of bugging out. No, did you see? Hold on, hold on. No, yeah, yeah. Hold on. You gotta see Shabadoo's face. Hold on. Yeah, I know. He's Yo, look, look, look. He's so, he's so over this shit. Watch, watch, watch. No, 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 no. Wait, go, wait, go, go. What's interesting is... Here you go, here you go, watch. He wants to be like, get the fuck out of here. I'll do that one more time, one more time, one more time. Get the fuck out Yo, I'm so... Okay, all right, enough. Okay. Pop and Pete. What made you move that way? Well, first of all, is that turbo or ozone? No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's no. make up something because Northern California can have yeah, okay. something recognized for. So uh, we just first of all, the first moves were just going. It's just the rolls. Then the popping came along. This is like the early stage. And then like in uh, '79. 
then the other stage of popping came along, then, then you incorporated they both. Put it all together. Put, put it together, then you. Lost my shape. Trying to act casual. Can't stop. I might end up in the hospital. Mostly, I think the greatest dancing in the last 10 years has, has come out of L.A., but there is something in New York that's real interesting called the breakers. Oh, yeah. Breaking. Spin and these are the guys that spin on their heads and kind of, yeah, that's, that's real good, but it's not, it's not happening at all out here like that. Yeah. There's not that many people that can spin on their heads. Yeah. No, <laughs> want to spin on their heads. Or want to even spin on their heads. That's right. Really, the Lockers' whole main trip was really being soloists. I mean, that's what oh. we were all best at. I think we, our torment was when we had to do, you know, eight counts of unison. You're I a mean, white woman in America. You have no torment. The quickies. Oh, yeah, the quickies. Well, let me not undermine up, that, but I'm just back. saying. <laughs> our torment. One time. All right. Two times. Notice how everybody danced but her. Nah, she's dope. We just saw her. No, we do, we totally just I just I I'm giving her flowers. She's dope. I saw her. You know what I'm saying? I can't help but to think about I, she I can't help but to think about that that one chick um who has that hip hop dance video that like was a meme. When she was like, When you dance hip hop and then she was like dancing really bad. Does any does anybody remember that? Oh my God, we got it. I'll, I'll play it at another time. I don't okay. think we have time for it all. But shout out to Tony Basil. You know what I'm saying? Popping, locking, LA dance uh, pioneer. You know? Yeah, you can um, watch the rest of the video on so True School. So, what's, what's her new. So, why are we. I was just. Because uh, it just came out. She had a. You know, uh, she was just featured on ABC. Didn't even mention oh, anything okay. about yeah, the lockers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, and stuff like that. But I, since I asked you the question, you know, you're a hip hop educator. I just figured I'd just turn you on to some. some I appreciate No, I appreciate yeah, that. This is some I, knowledge I really appreciate right it. Yeah, no, right. Tony Basil, shout out. Word up. Shout out. Choreographer to the stars. <laughs> to the but stars. also, like a locker. Yeah, there we go. You exactly. Camelock. And, you know, hip hop is ur ur urban dance, as we like to call it. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is under the urban dance milieu, right? Because break dancing is the element of hip hop, right? But because they were. And I just had this conversation the other day because they were parallel dance communities at the as hip hop was becoming increasingly popular. White America, in their consumption of hip hop, lumped together all these different dance moves to consider it break dancing, right? And they're not; they're all mutually exclusive, like cultures and styles and whatever the case is. So you have to put them all under the category of urban dance. Oh, right? really? You know what I'm is saying? That, is that what it is now? I, th I think so because no, I mean, because they get very, they get very uh, protective about. Yeah, their I mean, own I don't even culture. say break dancing. Yeah, a I'm, strutter, I'm, I'm a, a strutter and a popper and a locker doesn't want to be called break dancing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The KRS-One KRS song says breaking, boogie popping, and locking, right? Like it's different categories. And, and as a b-boy from back in the day, we always, we never really took that name. We we also we, we saw that as a commercial, <laughs> a exactly. commercial label. Yeah, exactly. Know? Totally. Um, what else is going on? What else is going on? Rage Against the Machine to donate proceeds from border shows to immigrant rights organizations. Amazing. For those who don't know, Rage Against the Machines is coming back. They're doing a tour. Yeah. Um, who's and, on uh, People tour? are complaining that the, the tickets are like thousand how much yeah how much i think it's just from the scalpers i think people uh, you know those scalpers well you know like what they're like this modern day scalping you know that right yeah they're Stub so Hub so yeah so, exactly they, they buy tickets at low cost when they first go on sale 
and then they sell them at a higher price. Yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's what's happening here. Which is amazing because it's illegal to scalp hand to hand, but these companies actually built a business off of it. Yeah. Kind of like legalized marijuana when you think about it. Right? Huh? <laughs> I mean, no, criminal activity that becomes legitimized when uh-huh. somebody oh. white comes up with an ingenious way of doing it. Oh, right. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, that's, you know. <laughs> Um, it's the same premise. It's like in third world countries when you like had to share a cab with somebody else going in a different direction. That's ride share, right? I'm just saying. I was just, asking Steph. Just she, saying. I was asking Steph if she knew uh, Rage Against the Machine. Did you? No. Huh? She's a millennial. She's a millennial. That's the true test. First of all, neither am I. Neither am I. And I don't think Ren, you know, you're a generation Xer, no. right? Or you? No, you're not a boomer. I'm you're a generation Xer. I don't even no, know. No, you're what not that I much am. older. You couldn't you're not you can't be that much older than me. You're like my older brother's age. Yeah, I'm, I'm 48. Yeah, you're so you're yeah. generation Xer. That's not you're not a boomer. Know. No, I know, it's a joke. <laughs> I know, because you guys are like, okay, boomer. It's your new Oh my god, my friend. <laughs> a new vibe. Yeah. The other day he was like, Oh yeah, I went to this boomer bar the other day and I was like, Where'd you go? And he was like, the uptown. And I was like, Oh my god. All of my but, all of my bosses were it's kind of like it is a boomer bar. Is it? <laughs> no, the people who the people who frequent the uptown just as a bar are much older than me. Okay. Yeah, again, they're like you know they're like Ren's age. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he's not a boomer. I don't think yeah. Ren's a boomer. I have an, I have a brother. He's almost his age. My brother's 46. He's Generation X. So I can't believe they're they're not in the two different categories. In any case, um, but for those who don't know, they're referring to the the baby boomer generation that came after World War II. The kids who were born after World War II are boomers, right? Because people came home from war, they were traumatized, they wanted to fuck and recreate, and then a whole generation of kids were born who fucked up themselves, ended up being hippies and all types of shit, and then they gave birth to us who just wanted to fucking get money. <laughs> right? And no, and then, and, then, then, and then they grew up and became conservative. That part. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and the planet. (laughs) And a a lot of other things. Thanks. Okay, Boomer. (laughs) Moving on. Um, yeah, but shout out to Rage Against the Machines. I'm excited. Are they coming out with new music though? Is that the? Is, I'm not really sure. We, we should probably play a song. All right, so let's play Bulls on Parade. I don't know is this is if this is a new song or a recent it, it, song. No, it's a it's part a classic. of their catalog. It's a okay, this catalog. Yeah. Okay, you got to know it. All right, we got to turn stuff on to some new. Yes, and, and the new generation. Whoever is listening out there, all day play. Yeah.
And that's Tom Morello scratching with his guitar. Yeah. Steph knows the vibes now. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they spoke, like, they were so, they were punk rock, they were rock and roll, they were hip-hop, it was, like, such a... Highly... They were, they were all things 90s, which is what their appeal and was. And super political. And super political, right? Um, and if you don't know, Tom Morello, actually, you know, he, he's been active for the past few years. Totally, he's he the guitar. Prophets of Rage. Yeah, Prophets of Rage with, uh, with Chuck, Chuck D. D. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ice, uh, Ice T? No. Uh, who is it? Chuck D... No, no, it was, um, it was, uh, Be Real, Chuck Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, shout out to Rage Against the Machine. Word. Um, what else do we want to get into before we leave? What is it? Pick a topic, pick a topic, Um, any topic. Um, Janet Jackson and the Roots, Runaway, that's a video. Uh, what else, what else, what else, what else? Joaquin Phoenix calling out the film industry systematic racism during Joker BAFTA speech. Um, do we want to watch that or do we just want to cover it? What do we want to do? If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Uh, the question is, do I want to watch it now? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the yeah. Netflix oh, question. Hey, let's do this one. Like, do I want to watch let's, it? You, now? you know what you want to? You, you know what you should watch? This viral rap video. It'll break down the importance of voting. Ah, that's perfect. That's actually really perfect. In under four minutes, let's watch this. <laughs> uh, viral video breaks down the importance of voting in under four minutes. Um, the video cannot be embedded, so that's that can't. Wait, what? No, it can't be embedded you can't embed the video so we have to go to the source because they want to click no it doesn't mean that it can't play it just means it can't be embedded on your account because they want the click to come to the them right the legislative and executive but all we know is the executive that's the mayor or the governor and the president now none of them three people make no laws they just be checking them the laws come to their desk and all they do is say no or yes to it so when the news station tried to tell us that barack obama couldn't put us on we was all Saudi at obama when it was the congress members all along we got to focus on the legislative branch yeah they the ones that make the laws yeah they the ones right how much food stamp money you get on the call but when people that wanted to help us wanted the job i know they probably lost because we ain't even know their name we ain't know their face we ain't know it all so the congress or the state house that's legislative they make laws so what we want from the president is what they do okay y'all see they election every two years but we don't never even go to those the congress they can raise minimum wage but we ain't even really know it though so you know how back in 08 when we all voted for obama we was all supposed to go back in 2010 and vote for the congress because they the ones make child support laws they the it's, it's a snippet. What? Here, click on Damn. Go back to the article. Oh, God. Right okay. Here. You're killing me, Smalls. It's supposed to click here. Click on... No, unavailable. The video can't be embedded. There you go. Now we're watching the whole thing from the yeah, beginning? Yeah, yeah. We can watch from the later. Yeah, that was a little It's good, though. Turn up, turn up. Uh, 
of the United States. He will be the first African-American president uh, of the United States. I've been broke all my life, but I kept hope all them nights. You see business in my city? Yeah, they closed all them twice. I was just riding... Sailing all them damn potholes, I can't drive. I know y'all can fix it faster, but I know y'all won't try. Don't nobody care about us, and that's why I don't vote. Voted for Obama back in 2012, I remember that's when I had hope. He was saying, yes, we can, and everybody got less food stamps. And when I turned 21, I was still broke, I'd never vote again. I don't think I ever had a president make my life better. Did it all on my own, ain't no politician ever do a nice gesture. I don't even know the man's name, I ain't never seen him one time ever. Tell me how she gonna help the city, what I'm supposed to do, write letters? What I'm supposed to do, blame Trump? He ain't never really gave up, uh, ain't nobody raised minimum wage, none of these jobs pay enough, I think they just wanna keep us broke, cause they ain't putting nothing in place for us, this how all my people feel, but we gotta learn, we complained enough, let me change it up, everything I just said, everybody I know think the same way, see they don't wanna see us vote, and we never do, so we see the same thing, but all our votes really do count, and they'll never really let it show, so now I'm finna break it down, cause if I don't, you would probably never know, first thing first, you know back in middle school when they taught us, it was three branches of the government we forgot it when we got older it's the judicial the legislative and executive but all we know is the executive that's the mayor or the governor and the president now none of them three people make no laws they just be checking them the laws come to their desk and all they do is say no or yes to it so when the news station tried to tell us that barack obama couldn't put us on we was all saudi at obama when it was the congress members all along we gotta focus on the legislative branch yeah they the ones that make the laws yeah they the ones right how much food stamp money you get on the car but when people that wanted to help us, wanted the job, I know they probably lost. Cause we ain't even know their name, we ain't know their face, we ain't know it all. So the Congress or the State House, that's legislative, they make laws. So what we want from the president is what they do, okay, y'all? See, they election every two years, but we don't never even go to those. The Congress, they can raise minimum wage, but we ain't even really know it, though. So you know how back in 08, when we all voted for Obama, we was all supposed to go back in 2010 and vote for the Congress. Cause they the ones make child support laws. They the ones choose if your kids at school get to eat steak or corn dogs. The State House make the court calls. So if the country failed, then you can't say it's them. It's your fault, cause y'all ain't know to vote for Congress members that was for y'all. And they don't gotta leave after four years, and we just let them sit. See, they don't wanna tell you this, they want you to focus on the president. Now, the third branch is the judicial, that's judges. They the reason why John Crawford and Trayvon ain't had justice. So when Meek Mill got locked up just for popping willies, we blame the judge and not the city. When they let her get voted in, cause they ain't know who to vote against. Imagine life on the other side. Roads better, schools better, everybody get their license back, grocery store food better, custody of your kids back, homeless people get new shelters, if we gon' fix the U.S., we gotta start with them two letters, me and you, somebody told us that the government wanna keep us broke, but the only reason why those people in the government is cause we ain't vote, and I ain't talking about the president, I'm talking about the ones we ain't know, see they was gonna try to keep it low, but it's gonna hurt them when they see the pros. Every time you stay home, someone is making a decision about you, making decisions about the air you breathe, the water you drink, the food your kids eat, and how much money you bring home every two weeks. So every time you sit out an election, every time you don't show up because you think it doesn't matter, someone else is happy that you didn't show up so they can make that decision for you. Vote. Yo. That was by far the dopest woke shit that I've seen in like the, I don't even know how long. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm so fucking impressed. Yeah. 
That shit was awesome. Word. That was a good way to send fucking vote. God damn it. Yeah. Super Register Tuesday's coming up. Yo, uh, you know what I mean. I was just looking on my um at my registration. You know, you know, you could check to see if you're registered and whatnot. I already got my voting packet. Yeah. Okay, I'm cool. Done. I'm good. Cause I, cause I, I know I'm, my vote, my poll station, and everything. Cause I, I'm a label as an independent. You know, so yeah. I can't me and, vote on the Democratic. What do you mean? You yeah, can't I can't Democratic primary. So I have to. Oh. You have to. So if you are independent, you have to. Kind of like you have oh, to fill I out. Oh, so, I need to read my packet because I, I registered as an independent I'll send as well. It to you. I'll huh. send you the you know the link Very online, interesting. and then you could you could you know uh, fill out a form, and then so that you could actually so you could vote. change your party, so you, and then so you could vote for the Democratic primary. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So just in case you That's don't very know, good to know, now you know. Well, then maybe I maybe because would 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 they send you a voting packet if you're an independent for a primary? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure, but no, I I, I'll send you the link. Right. You got you got you got to right. check this check your voting status before March. Yeah. I think sixth or something like that. Exactly, it's coming right up. So, uh, yeah, all that. How about how about some freestyles, man? All right, let's well, end it with, yeah, with let's, a freestyle. Let's, let's get you out of here. And play a beat? beat. Yeah, let's 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 let's. let's you do don't that. want this one, right? Totally too, not. Too happy Jesus for you. Jesus Christ! No, <laughs> no. We'll keep it thorough. Ooh. How about oh, we keep it thorough? Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Okay. All right. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know which one to do. Okay. Facebook. Um. No. Ah. Um. Uh. We'll end the show like this. How do I do it like this? Like. I hear the beat. Okay. Let me do it like this. Uh huh. Okay. Uh. Listen. Yo. Uh. Every time I rhyme is like an interview. I'm fucking with my phone. I don't know which social media thing to film through. But I'm still you, and I'm still me. We are unity. You and I, T.Y., like Queen Latifah. Unlearn the world, yo, I heat up the speaker. Spanish, I'm a beans and rice eater. But I do my keto, so I can't have either. <laughs> and you know this is a freezer, but I am a fire. Off stage, a regular person. On stage, I'm the messiah. I spit it tough like Kanye through the wire. Uh, yeah. I'm ill with this big pen, but it's unwritten, so what the fuck you think, and man, I yo, I think like I am ten men, unlearn the world, and you know I gotta get them, that's what I tell myself, every time I come through, I am top shelf, when I rhyme, yo, there's no one else, no competition with the words I'm spitting, this is divine lyricism, no rainbow unless the light is through the prism, uh, but the light is through the prison Trying to take out my people all in intercisions Better yet, indecisions We indecisive Unlearn the world, I am God in his own likeness That's what I read in the Bible I tower over like Eiffel When I shoot you and I snipe you motherfucker This ain't viral The mirror is my rival I had a lot of brothers growing up And we all talented But I'm the one Michael Uh, No Jackson 5, staying fucking live Every time I come and rhyme off the top of the mind I hang glide like I'm going through the air Unlearn the world, you, you gotta stop and stare No, no compare, Rissan You know I break the word like a conjunction Function, what's your function? I fuck up the function, ill introduction I'm about to blow up spontaneous human combustion I'm You know the vibes! Aight. True School TV Unlearn the world TrueSchool.com, TrueSchoolTV.com What we got going on? What, what kind of events are popping off in the Bay? 
that you can find on TrueSchool.com this weekend? Well, I'm giving away tickets to Nas, Wu-Tang, Too Short, Burner, and Dave East at the Oakland Arena next Friday. February 21st at the Oakland Arena. Is it the Oakland Arena or Oracle? It's it's called the Oakland Arena now. Oh, interesting. No longer the Oracle. Interesting. Yeah. And and, and, uh, next week also Amanda Seals. Yeah, coming I went to college up. with Amanda Seals. You know that? Word. Yep, went to college with her. She mad fly. She's dope. She's really dope. She's, she's always. A, been she's a, dope a really a diva. Yeah, for real. Uh, she, she used to be called Amanda Diva. I remember as that. a rapper. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Diva Seals. Yeah. Um, so what do you do? What, what do you? What, what, what's um, up with you? Shit, shit is popping. Uh, tomorrow I have a training for hip hop education work. Uh, if you are interested in being a hip hop educator, hit me up on Learn the World on Instagram or Unlearn the World or. Uh, info at Unlearn the World and we could tap you in hip hop or unlearn at hiphopforchange.org um, other than that yo I'm low Sunday you do your thing content creation all weekend until ROTC I'm also KPLO 89.5 FM this Sunday okay um, but besides that ROTC every Sunday at the build, uh, the Fillmore Boom Boom Room San Francisco you know the vibes 9 to 2 DJ Kevy Kev in the mix we have it's a 3 day weekend so there's no work so come through, hang Word. out with us. We got a double feature. We got my I man Alias know. John Brown. We got my man Hamza in the building doing featured performances. Yours truly is hosting. Um, it's gonna be dope. So I'm and, excited. And tonight, catch me at uh, in Alameda at the uh, Hunter Public House. I'll be spinning all night. Um, yeah. So uh, check us out next week. We do this every Friday, noon till one. All day play.fm at yes, Radio. Peace and love. Yeah. Peace.